Hi, my name is Chris. And I'm Becky. And this is the Marriage Walkers Podcast. Where we walk through the journey of marriage with love, service, and commitment. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1, Drawing the Map. We are so excited to dive into season four of the Marriage Walkers podcast. This season, we're going to be talking all about intimacy and how intimacy really can impact your marriage and your relationship. We are going to be going over the different types of intimacy. We're going to talk about some barriers that you may be encountering when you're trying to create intimacy in your marriage. We're going to definitely have a Q&A this time around and a few extra things along the way. Just to get us started off, we want to make sure that we lay a really, really concrete foundation for this topic because it is very important. So today we're going to go over what is intimacy, why it's so important to a marriage, and we're going to share some really good news with you. But before we do that, we're going to define the five types of intimacy we're going to discuss throughout this season. If you go look around, there's a bunch of different opinions on this. How many types of intimacy are there? We feel like these five really include everything. Some subtypes might fall underneath them, but if you have these five and you're constantly working on them, you're doing pretty good. So to start us off, experiential. Experiential intimacy is sharing experiences together and building closeness through that. The second type we're going to talk about is mental. And mental is learning how your spouse's mind works learning how they think, learning their learning styles, things like that. Next, we have emotional, and that is, of course, feelings. That's your fears, opinions, ideas, kind of that deeper level. And then we have, going even further deeper, your spiritual intimacy. So your connection, your beliefs, your value system, your ethics, the things that really make up who you are. Yeah. And our fifth one, the one that everybody thinks about is the physical type of intimacy, which does include sex, but it includes other things as well. I think that's definitely what people first think of, but there is so much more to intimacy. Yeah. And something to keep in mind, if you think about building a relationship in the beginning, these do somewhat come in order. Most of the time you'll have experiences you share together. You'll really get to know how somebody's mind works, which is the mental aspect. You'll start to learn and see their feelings, see their fears, see their thoughts, really form and share them with each other. Then you'll start to learn about their belief structure. You'll start to understand their values and their ethics. And then physical intimacy, once you have those first four, physical intimacy kind of just happens most of the time in the beginning. Later on, it may not just happen. You may have to work a little bit more at it. So you kind of have this map of how intimacy develops. But throughout your relationship, the levels of each of these types of intimacy are going to grow and they're going to fall. And you're going to have peaks and valleys. And that's normal. So throughout the season, we're going to talk about how to engage in these different types of intimacy. We're going to talk about where you can build intimacy and how you can prevent intimacy from dropping and what gets in your way. 
So getting into what the heck does it actually mean? Intimacy is being truly known by someone all the way down to the core of you from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. They know all of those special private details about you that nobody else has access to. Yeah. And it is that really truly being known by your spouse. It is that, you know, who I am deep down to the core. There's no filter there. We're just real with each other, which is something we strive for in all our relationships. But if we're honest, we rarely ever get there and making sure that you're there with your spouse and you have that real true vulnerability is so important to having a successful marriage. I would say another part of it too is the feeling of truly being seen, truly being heard so that you're not having to, like Chris said, filter yourself. You're not having to maybe hide a part of yourself that you're not comfortable sharing or things like that in your marriage is when you have the opportunity to bear it all, be right there with your spouse really connect with them in a truly meaningful way. Absolutely. And I think that's where the active listening that we talked about last season really comes in, because in order to have true intimacy, you have to be seen and heard, but you also really have to be understood. When we say heard, we don't mean I heard what you said. I mean, I heard what you said and I understood it and I understood where you're coming from and I understand who you are. And It may seem simple saying that, but if we take a step back and look at our relationships, we can all say there's been times where my spouse really did understand who I was and where I was coming from. And then other times in our relationships where we feel like they didn't understand us at all. Yeah. It almost kind of goes towards the idea of, I know about you and I know you. Those are very different things. I can know details about you. I can know your birthday. I can know your middle name. But knowing you, having that understanding of who you are as a person at the core is really where intimacy is going to come into play. And one thing that we talked about and went back and forth on when we were talking about this episode was the equality in your relationship and how that plays into intimacy. Because if one person is above or below the other, you can't actually be fully intimate. You can't have that closeness, that understanding, uh, because one person's always going to feel disadvantaged. Yeah, it's definitely a tricky situation. But if you've been following along with us, or if you haven't, you're just tuning in for the first time, you may want to go back and really think about the Equally Yoked episode that we did. I know we talk about it a bunch, but That is such an important part of a relationship because it puts you on that equal footing. It puts you on that even playing field and you guys are working together simultaneously and having that equal vulnerability in your relationship. Yeah. And I think people get caught up a lot on equality in a marriage. And I think people get caught up on how a husband and a wife's role can be different or two different people can be different and they bring different things to the relationship, but different doesn't equal one above the other. You can be equal, but different. You can play different roles in the household. You can play different roles in the relationship and still be equals. And it's really important that you understand that and that you live that out 
or intimacy is always going to be just out of reach. Yeah. The other side of getting caught up in equality is the scorekeeping that people take. And they're like, oh, well, my husband did this, so I'm going to do this. Or my wife said this, so I'm going to do this. And eliminating that, like we talked about in one of our other previous episodes, and just making sure that you are entering in as equal partners, your teammates on the same team, you're not one-upping each other, you're not trying to score points, you're not trying to be better than the other one, you're there to work together. Definitely, and I love the idea of when we talked about scorekeeping rather than scoring points against each other, scoring points as a team. Your scoring points is a team for your marriage, for bettering your marriage, for becoming closer, for helping each other. And that is one total point category. If you have issues where you feel like you are scorekeeping in your relationship, I think the majority of us have gone through that. Reframing your mind to think of it as we're putting points up for our marriage rather than putting points up against each other. I'm counting the things that we've done for each other as a whole, not the things that I've done for her against the things that she's done for me. When you can change your mind to count points that way, it will definitely help build intimacy. And with that intimacy comes that closeness that really brings you together, that really bonds you and makes you feel like you really want to invest in the marriage and that you really do have that true deep love for each other that helps you push all the way forward into a happy, healthy marriage all the way to the future. Yeah, and that's really why intimacy is so important. It's that bond that's created by being fully and truly known and fully and truly understood by your spouse. It allows you to connect in a way that you can't connect with anyone else because you're two individuals that have built a very, very specific bond around understanding and knowing each other. And when you can do that and you've created that, your relationship becomes something very unique. It's not something you can get anywhere else. And that uniqueness makes it something that is irreplaceable. It's something you could never, ever imagine something else taking its place. And when we talk about having intimacy in a marriage being special, it's because it truly is because there is technically like intimacy in good relationships with your friends or with your family. But like Chris was saying, when you're married and you have that romantic relationship, you have that bond that you've built over time with each other and really invested in, it's not something else you get anywhere else. It's only going to be with your spouse. And that's why marriage is so special and so important. Because you have friendships where you'll go through these types of intimacy. You'll have experiences together. You'll understand how your friends think. You'll understand your friends' emotions. You'll know what their belief systems are and how their ethics work. And you're not going to have the same level of physical intimacy, but you might hug your friend or high-five your friend or whatever, and there might be some level of physical connection that you build. But in a marriage where we've made a lifelong commitment to each other, where it's ride or die, that world that you live in, it sets that relationship apart. But only if you've built the intimate connection. 
if you haven't built the intimate connection, that marriage agreement loses its power. So intimacy is very important and it is something that we constantly need to work on because today you could be batting a thousand in all five of these categories and tomorrow you could be barely inching by and we're all going to go through those highs and lows. It's definitely something that you have to keep kind of at the forefront of your mind and you really need to work on. And the cool thing is like we've talked about communication all last season. All of that helps to build intimacy. The idea of caring about the value of marriage helps to build intimacy. So we've been kind of building up to this unintentionally, but It just is kind of a natural progression that we really wanted to talk about this because it is so important and it really does help you grow closer, helps you grow stronger as a couple, and it really builds everything that you need to keep going and have that lifelong marriage, like Chris said. Yeah, and talking about keeping going, what keeps intimacy going in a relationship, that feeling of being known, of being heard, of being accepted, it builds trust. And trust equals honesty. And I'm not talking about honesty like I didn't lie to my spouse. I'm talking about honesty like there are no secrets. There's nothing in the back of my mind that I'm keeping from them. And when you have a level of intimacy that fosters that, that fosters that realness, it does pave a smooth road for continued intimacy in your relationship. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be hard conversations That doesn't mean there's not going to be things you tell your spouse that are going to be a little bit difficult for them to understand. But if you are working at having intimacy and you have that trust and you feel like you can share anything with them, even if it's something that you know, hey, I know how Becky's mind works. She's not going to feel the same way about this as I do, or she's not going to have the same thoughts as I do. But I know that I'm going to be heard. I know that I'm going to be understood. I know that I'm going to be accepted that level of intimacy continues to grow the relationship no matter what comes along. Absolutely. The idea that you can bare your soul to your spouse and have them accept you and love you through it. And regardless if they agree or not is really scary sometimes to do, but it's so important and getting to that, not going to be a cakewalk, We're not saying it's going to be, you know, smooth sailing the whole time, but it is so, so worth it. Yeah, it it is definitely worth it. And I think it's also important to note there's no destination when it comes to your intimacy in your marriage. There's no like, hey, high five, we made it to level 100 of intimacy and now we're, we're there. That's just not how it works. Intimacy is a lifelong journey. And you can always become more intimate and you can always lose intimacy. It's going to be something that you're going to have to work on as a couple. You're both going to have to be engaged, but it can be a lot of fun to build intimacy. It can be super fun, adventurous journey. It can be something that you work on together and it can be something that you really, really do have the best moments of your life building intimacy with your spouse. Absolutely. And no matter where you are in your relationship, you can always grow more. That's the good news that we were talking about. There's always room for improvement. One of the things Chris likes to say is that the biggest room in the world is a room for improvement. 
no matter where you are, if you're in a great spot, if you're in a tough spot right now, you can work on it. You can get better. You can be awesome and just keep going up and up and up and up and up and up. And while level 100 intimacy sounds like a lot of fun, like Chris said, there's no end destination. It just keeps getting better. Yeah, I kind of think about it like a motorcycle ride. You go out on a motorcycle ride with your friends and you ride to a beautiful place. And that beautiful place, when you get there and you shut the bikes off and you're hanging out and you're looking at the view from the top of the mountain, that is a great moment. But the journey there was incredible too. You didn't go out to just go sit at the view. The view was part of the journey. So the high spots in your intimacy is going to be sitting up there looking at the view, but the journey to get there is going to be what it's all about. It's going to be so much fun. And when we talk about the good news being that you can always build intimacy, you can always take that road. You can always get to that high spot. I always try to remind people If you're in a rough spot with intimacy, there was a time where you didn't know your spouse at all and you built intimacy to a point where you wanted to commit the rest of your life to being with them from nothing. And the opposite of love is not hate. It's not anger. It's not aversion. It's apathy. And you had that at one point because you didn't know they ever existed. So if you could build your relationship from there, no matter where you're at right now, you can build it. Yeah. And as you continue to grow and as you continue to create more intimacy together, you're really going to get to know and learn about your spouse even more. Chris and I, you know, we've been together, we said for 15 years, we've been married for eight. We are still learning stuff about each other, which is really awesome. And having those intimate moments, having those intimate conversations, those are the sorts of things that draw you even closer and they help you to continue on in your marriage. And they're what really create those intimate bonds and make you invest and love your marriage. 100%. It is that journey that makes the relationship whole. So the good news, like Becky said, no matter where you're at, we have tons of opportunity to grow together and we're going to take a journey this season. We're going to talk about all those things and we're hopefully going to build some intimacy. If you're in a great spot right now, awesome. Let's make it even greater. If you're in a rough spot right now or if intimacy is lacking in your relationship, that is a great opportunity to dive in head first, to do the things we're talking about, to ask the questions And let's build some intimacy in our relationship. Let's get close. Let's really make sure we're known and heard. And let's make sure we know and hear our spouses. Absolutely. And the soul satisfying feeling of being known and heard is something unlike anything else. It is, again, I know I already said it, but it is so worth the opportunity. And sometimes those hard conversations, but it's worth going through it. So this week we have a challenge for you. We talked last week about how moving forward, we're going to give you questions every week to talk about with your spouse. And this week we got two questions for you. One of them is out of those five types of intimacy, experiential, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, where do you feel like you're doing really well? And the second question out of those five types of intimacy, experiential, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, Where do you feel like you have the most room for improvement? 
because no matter where you're at, you have room for improvement in all of these categories. There is no destination. It's a journey. And I will say as a human in general, you're probably going to excel in one really well and you're going to struggle in another. That's just kind of the nature of things and that's okay. But being aware, being intentional, wanting to go on this journey is going to be what's going to make the difference. Absolutely. And I want to throw this out here about these questions, especially questions like, where do you have the most room for improvement? I spoke with somebody this week about the question we dropped last week. Do you feel like there's enough intimacy in your relationship? And they brought up the fact that that's a really negative thing to talk about because if one person says no, then that's a problem. The first step to solving a problem is knowing that it's there. So if you talk about one of these questions that we throw out there and it's a rough conversation or your feelings get a little hurt because the honesty was a little bit much, good. That's a good thing because now you know there's something to work on. And if you know it's there, you can make progress. If you don't know it's there, you're just going to keep digging that hole. So if you have one of these conversations and it's a little bit difficult, a little bit rough, maybe you find out you need some help, reach out and get some help. Reach out to us and we can try to get you connected with some resources. Contact somebody that you really admire that is in a relationship that is at a place you want to be and ask them for some help. Just know that discovering that there is room for improvement in your marriage is not a bad thing because we are all flawed people and every marriage, every relationship is flawed. So therefore there's always something that needs work and you just found out what it is. Knowing is definitely the first step. And if you don't know what you don't know, the only way to find out is to talk about it. So we highly encourage you guys work through these questions together, work on having those vulnerable moments and creating that intimacy, and you'll be surprised what happens. It's usually through the hard patches that we come out on the other side stronger. Absolutely. And when you have these questions, think back to our season on communication and think back to listening actively, making sure that you're listening to understand. Listening to understand is going to build that intimacy. And if you're listening to understand and not thinking about how you're going to respond, they feel heard, they feel accepted. When it's your turn to give your answer to the question, they're going to be more invested rather than thinking about how he didn't understand a word I just said. So I hope you're as excited as we are to dive into intimacy this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to make a lot of progress in our marriages And we're going to be doing it along with you. We're going to talk about these questions every single week. And we would love to hear from you guys. If you want to let us know your answers on social media or via our email at marriagewalkers at gmail.com, you're more than welcome to. You can always send us a private message as well if you don't feel like blasting it out on social media anywhere. Um, But also, if you ever just want to reach out, if you have questions Like I mentioned, at the end of the season, we plan to do another Q&A. Start submitting those questions now. It might be something that we go over through the season, or it may be something that we want to make sure that we have time to really invest in finding the perfect answer, or at least the most perfect answer that we can to help you out in the best way possible. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. We are, like I said, super excited. Next week, we're going to dive into a little bit about barriers before we get into the five types of intimacy in your marriage. Those barriers can apply to multiple types of intimacy. Some of them apply to only one. Some of them apply to multiple of them. But this is kind of a web in the sense that we're going to draw a map through the stages of intimacy, but you can always go back. They're all connected. So I hope that you're ready to dive into this and you're excited like we are. Let's get going. Thanks, guys. I